U.S. Navy History arriving. Welcome back to the U.S. Navy History Podcast. I am Dale, and I'm joined by my exo Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey there, everyone. How's it going today? We are also joined by two very special guys, Dale and Craig from Hero Cards. You guys might have noticed in our last episode, we mentioned our partnership with them. So we invited them to come and talk to us about Hero Cards and what they're doing. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're happy to have you here. So why don't we start out, and if you guys could uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us about yourself. Yeah, Dale Coringa. I am one of the two co-founders of Hero Cards. I have been in the U.S. military for 18 years now in the Army Reserves, and that's a whole other story of different experiences there. I'm also a CPA and just completed as of yesterday my last day of politics. I was in office for 12 years here in Wisconsin, and I have four kids uh, live in the suburbs of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So that's, that's my story in a very, very small nutshell. And, and I'm Craig Dumay. Uh, my background is in print and marketing, and uh, I also live in, in the same suburb as Dale outside of Milwaukee. And uh, Dale approached me with the idea of Hero Cards uh, a couple of years ago during, during the COVID or just prior to the COVID pandemic and uh, thought it was a great idea and uh, jumped in with both feet. So we're excited about it. So what was the, uh, how did you come up with the idea, Dale, about uh, Hero Cards? Yeah, there's a parade that I do every year on Memorial Day. And on that parade, it's, uh, it's a day for me where I've lost a friend in combat. I know the visuals that dot in combat, a big fan of history and reading. And fortunately, one of the experiences that America doesn't have anymore is that experience that generally people know someone who died in combat. And there's multiple reasons for that. It's the different ways wars are fought. It's a smaller percentage of the population in those wars. It's the number of wars. So I thought it was really important that they have tangible stories of individual, you know, service members that kids in particular, but pretty much anyone can touch and get their hands on and look at their picture and learn more about those individuals. And Really, the concept is about celebrating their life and their sacrifice because it's an amazing story of that individual. And collectively, it makes for an amazing story of our country and the type of remarkable, diverse people that have fought for our country. So how do you uh, get the stories of these uh, folks on the cards? Do you reach out to families of past soldiers? We, we do, and uh, Hero Cards are really a, a two-part thing. The card itself is the way that we're hoping to draw uh, kids to to meet these real heroes. Uh, and that leads to an online bio story, and uh, it's not by any stretch an obituaries website. Uh, but like Dale said, we're we're celebrating these people as as real heroes. We want kids to understand that uh, there's real people with real families that. Uh, that did something to, to, uh, purchase our freedom. And so, uh, we do have a, a spot on the website. Uh, it's uh, herocards.us. And if you go there, there's a get involved link and that leads to a submit a hero form. And, uh, 
So if you served with someone or you have a family member uh, that didn't make it home, that's where you can submit them. Um, I would put one caveat on that, that if it is a more recent um, hero, we do need to get the family's permission, someone from their immediate family's permission to use their image. Um, so it can take some time between the, the moment you submit someone, you, you don't have to be a family member, but um, if you do know that person and you served with them, uh, we'll probably ask for your help in contacting the family. Um, as you go further back in time, we don't need to get family permission. And so uh, we have a good mix of contemporary and and uh, more historical heroes. Uh, we go all the way back to the Revolutionary War and cover any anyone who served in the U.S. military and lost their life while serving. Wow, that's a very, very broad uh, spectrum you're covering. Yeah, it's impressed. <laughs> How did you come up with choosing to do it in the baseball card style instead of just as like a memorial website or something like that? Yeah, I think there's a, well, if you have kids and you're always fighting your kids on too much screen time, which, which is what I do, there's something about tangible, touching something tangibly. And also it's, it's, it's bridging different types of media. So they receive the card and they physically have the card, which I think is important, especially as a parent. Uh, your ability to learn and your ability to touch and interact and discuss is, is more, um, is complemented by a physical card versus just an online presence. Um, but the online presence is important as well because uh, the amount of quantity, which we have to trim down too, because these are remarkable individuals. And you could go on different different directions as far as their unit or the conflict or, you know, there's all sorts of different directions you go on the history because it's not only about that individual, it's about how that individual fits in the context of history. So that allows the online experience to bring it to the, another level and, um, and, and create sources of references so you can't fit on the back of a card. So, you know, I also seen, I've seen my kids and other kids get really excited about other types of cards. And so we really wanted to, to replicate what I've witnessed as kids getting excited about a, a physical card in their hand. Okay. What about the design of the card? How did you guys come up with that? Um, well, I, I guess we did kind of play off of uh, Pokemon cards and baseball cards, sports cards. We wanted it to be a similar format. Uh, I think our design is a little bit nicer, but I have a bias there. Uh, we just wanted to feature on one side uh, the hero. And in a lot of cases, we have a photo or we can restore a photo. Some cases we can't. A lot of those are lost to history or you know, take a revolutionary war, even all the way through to the civil war, uh, only the wealthy have an image that is left behind. So, um, we, we have a, a program where we, uh, we hire uh, veteran artists to come up with an artist's rendering. And, uh, that's not to say that they have a lot of clues on what that individual looked like, but that individual's story is still important. They gave their life for our freedom. And so what we do is we ask the artist to, you know, pay some attention to the era. Uh, and if they're, if they're in a uniform, you know, just get to know that person as an individual, what was their rank? What was their, what, what was the uniform that they wore during that era? What kind of weaponry that it be historically accurate to the extent that you can. Uh, and then we make a note under there that this is an artist's representation. That's not a real image of the person. So there's a mix in there of you know, photos from, uh, heroes that 
that were lost in Afghanistan and uh, Revolutionary War uh, foot soldiers that we have no idea what they looked like, but we still want to tell their story to the extent that we can. How many heroes have you been able to honor so far? Uh, we started in May and we do 12 new hero cards, 12 new hero stories each month. Uh, so we're, we're just over a hundred now. It's, it's 144 each year. And, um, yeah, uh, you can purchase the cards online and they come in a nice display box. Uh, but as we grow, we're hoping to expand that. Uh, but right now we can commit to, uh, 12 new hero stories online with hero cards. Uh, being shipped. We have a, a membership model and uh, I, I know you didn't ask this question, but if, if I can branch off a little bit into our Grateful Nation project for schools. I was going to actually ask about that next. Go right ahead. Yeah, that's, that's something that we're pretty excited about and we're just launching now. Um, there's been a lot in the news over the past year or so about what's being taught in our schools, um, especially as it relates to history and to our country. And we think that patriotism and, and love of country are good things. So we want to introduce students to the real people who gave everything to allow us to wake up every morning as free men and women. And that's why we started this Grateful Nation project. We, we enjoyed more freedom and opportunity than, than any other people in human history. And uh, we believe that gratitude toward the people who made that possible is the correct response. So we need to teach that to our children and to future generations who benefit from from what these real heroes did. And uh, we want to make it easy uh, for educators to bring patriotism into the classroom. So sort of the same way that on things like December 7th or on Memorial Day, I remember in elementary school, you know, they would usually have older veterans from either Korea or World War II, you know, it being the early 2000s or 90s, coming in and telling their stories and talking with us about, you know, what it was like. This would be an effort to kind of get that going again, since a lot of those people are no longer with us, you know, with the cards telling their stories. Yeah. I mean, would you ever, or have you ever watched a documentary or movie that was void of any characters at all? That was just about Pearl Harbor and didn't say name a single name and just talked about the ships and the planes and the geography. I haven't. And if I ever did, I think I'd be miserable because <laughs> When we hear a story, we want to connect with the individuals that are part of the story. Like we want a human connection to events and what's going on. But yet, you know, I see when I look at kids' history textbooks, it's just like battle, war. It doesn't talk about the personalities of, you know, Hull and Ass Halsey in the, in the Pacific during World War II and McCarthy's quirkyisms. And, and so what we're trying to do is win. You have these historic events that unfortunately a lot of kids roll their eyes at like, ah, oh, that's old history. That's ancient history. You know, that happened, even if it happened 10 years ago to a seventh grader or to a sophomore, that seems like a long time ago. And the personal experience, the personal connection of these individual stories, they actually hear, oh man, he played baseball in high school and he had two sisters and. He did this because he really liked the team camaraderie on a baseball team or that type of connection. Uh, a lot of teachers right now are really, uh, they really want to hit like the social injustice issues. They want to talk about that. There's so many different stories of individuals that made their stories or fought their fight 
in the military for a global injustice, whether it be Nazism or, or communism or whatever that is, or within the military, being the first Buffalo soldier to you know, the Tuskegee Airmen story. So that's what we're doing is we're putting these individual biographies. I mean, kids aren't going to read a biography on these individuals that is 150, 250 pages long as like the four of us will, but they may get pulled into a shorter version. And fortunately, I don't want to read one big biography. I want them to see hundreds of biographies of this beautiful picture of what America is. And we're one of the only, maybe the only country in the world. Uh, maybe it's a little bit different now with Western Europe. They're, they're, they're more of a melting pot as well. But we can show you a U.S. soldier that's black or Asian or male or female. There's no look of a U.S. service member they're like, oh, that's what they look like. That's, you know, that's what they look like. And that's like the beautiful thing about America is this connection through time and space and race and just all these different stories and people and different. We have rich people. We have poor people. We have a lot of middle class people. All different stories that collectively came together to shed blood for the greatest country the world's ever seen, which is because that country stands for ideas that are rooted in human mankind. And you see that with the different faces and the different places that they died for those principles. And so this is about so much more than just a physical card and like a website. Like this to us is a, a passion of telling America's story and coming to, excuse the term, but audience the second term, I don't have to excuse myself, and that is citizens in a format that we know they get excited about and that they can learn about. And so that's what we're doing. And, and we want people to get excited about this as well, which is why we're, you know, the call to action here, the call to action is be a, be a member yourself. But as of right now, we're really, really focused on this great formation project. Like contact your local school districts, uh, talk to fellow teachers that you know. Uh, talk to students to ask their teachers to do this and and please make this part of your classroom. I mean, I just got word back from a school this morning in Milwaukee called St. Marcus and the head schoolmaster there sent it off to his four social studies teachers and all four came back with different feedback and they were all like, I'm teaching World War II right now. This would be a great way to connect with kids as far as individual stories in there. And the other guy was like, my dad served and I always wanted to tell the service story, but I didn't know exactly... I mean, four different social studies teachers, four different feedbacks, and they're all going to use it different ways. So what we envisioned was before Memorial Day, you know, honoring these in, in conjunction with this, these social studies teachers came back and said, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this now. And I can use this for all different parts of. So we really want to have what we're working towards here is we want to have these cards be in libraries, uh, but more importantly, classrooms all around the country so that these individual stories are not just a a name on a headstone and Arlington or some other cemetery, they're actually stories are in classrooms around the world, around the world, actually, because we'll have expats and stuff too, that are in classrooms that kids could actually interact, learn, engage, and keep telling their story. Sorry to be so long-winded. <laughs> See, I'm a day out of politics. Good. And I still got the politician bone. like, he won't stop talking. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's great. Well, you guys can edit. You guys can did, edit. did we just get filibustered? I think we got, got filibustered. filibustered. Yeah. yeah, we got filibustered. Oh, no, this is all staying in.
This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so to to summarize what you just said, um, I, I think we're all familiar with the phrase, uh, a single death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. Ah, Stalin. This is to make, you know, all of those people who sacrifice their lives in defense of our country, to make it less of a statistic and to actually put a face and a name and a life story to every one of those people. Absolutely. I mean, there's no single online archive out there where you could say, oh, I'm going to go to this archive and learn more about it. I mean, there's, there's individual archives that are not necessarily pieced together. Like we're all familiar with the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and the names there. And I will, you can do more research on them, but even that, like they don't go into, there, there's really little opportunity there for a Vietnam KIA soldier sister to say, Hey, I just wanted to put somewhere that you know, we used to make them apple pie and you loved apple pie. And so we did this all the time. The little stories off the side, I mean, those will be lost to history. Never to be told again if someone's not capturing those. And that's what Craig is so good at is I love Craig and what he does because he connects with these individuals that have lost someone and they're so eager to tell their story. And Craig is very, very talented of gathering those stories and putting it in a format that is interesting and, and honors that person. And now it's recorded and now it's recorded for history. So, uh, it, it's, that's very, very important. I mean, these individuals died for a country and, and I feel like way too many of them just, you know, slowly fade away and they just become names and we don't want that to happen. They deserve more than that. Yeah. And Dale reminded me of a hero that, that we posted last week. Um, and I, the story really struck me. And I was talking to a younger sister who really didn't remember that her, her brother, because she was quite young. But the one thing that she remembered about him was that, well, he was, he was the oldest of five children. The other four were daughters. And the thing she remembered about him is that he was kind of their protector when their parents were away and that he made her ice cream out of snow every winter. And that's the one thing she remembers about her brother that was lost. And that's the kind of thing that, like Dale said, you can find websites that have, you know, that he won a part, what unit he served with and things like that. That's out there, but you can't find one place where that person's story is told. And we include all those other things as well. But, um, you know, Dale, when he first approached me with this idea, the thing that really resonated with me was, uh, he said that we want these people to be more than just a statistic or a name on a headstone. And for me, that right away said, no, that's just going to outlive us. Um, we're just gathering this information and trying to make it permanent so that not only the generation we're talking to right now, but future generations have these stories. And, uh, you know, that's our hope. Yeah. I'm going to dive into a story here. I was reading your random history book because it was free on audiobook. So I clicked the play button and did, was doing my driving around town here. And I'm listening to the story for a couple hours and they keep telling the story about this, uh, this submarine, the, the guy's name was Manor Abley and joined the U S Navy officer type was put in charge of a submarine crew. Long story short is that submarine went missing. They never found the submarine. It went, it went down to sea war was over. The submarine was missing. And the, the author of the book was saying that he had three sons and the three sons in the 1990s said, we got to find dad's submarine. And 
they were able to do that because uh, the sons were very, very, very successful in business to the tune of uh, ma making billions, not millions. And so the story's telling a story about uh, the Abley's, and I didn't put it together, but I know an Abley. And then it talked about the company, Boston Scientific, in Boston, in, in Boston that his son founded. And I was like, no way, I know. I called him up my friend. I'm like, is this your grandpa? He's like, oh, I never told you that my grandpa was a, a World War II, got, you know, was uh, won all these awards and went down to World War II and we never knew what happened. I was like, no, you never told me that story. I had to find a random book on Audible that I'm reading to find the story. Well, the story continues, and there's actually a documentary out there in this now too, but they actually purchased a drone-like underground submarine. They did research. They interviewed Japanese merchants uh, and, and former uh, Navy officers and enlisted. And long story short, they actually found their father's submarine at sea. Um, it's just, I mean, almost, you know, 75, 80 years later, and they find, and it wasn't only about their father, it's about all the other men that died with their father in their resting place. And as you know, Navy, you leave them where they're at, they get buried at sea. But the closure, you know where they're at and where that submarine is, and, and to find it, it's their father. And so that's one of our cards too, is that we have that card and it's that you can see how that sucks you in. So, you know, you get that card, you want to learn more, you go, then you, then it pulls you into our website. And on that website, we have sources that can lead you to reading the book I just mentioned, or there's a documentary out there, or in my case, calling his grandson. <laughs> like, I just heard about your grandfather. You never told me the story. I never told you the story about my grandfather. No, this is amazing. This is remarkable. And that just made my week. I mean, those are just great stories and people should hear those stories. I mean, if I'm not hearing those stories that I've met with this guy 50 times, I mean, which I get it. Like people just want to walk around and be like, I never, let me tell you about my grandparents. Um, but we should, and we should tell them more about it. So this is, a, this is an opportunity to do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we have a few teachers that listen to the show. Uh, if they wanted to get involved with the Grateful Nation project, how would they do that? And what can they expect? Yeah, they can go to uh, herocards.us, and there's a Get Involved link, and right underneath that it says Grateful Nation Project for Schools, and there's a quick explanation of how it works out there, um, or what what we're trying to do. We have a, a number of implementation suggestions. Uh, we're also very open to hearing from educators who implement it, and maybe they have their own ideas, and we'd, we'd love to hear that. But uh, basically, they get. Uh, whatever number of cards they need to cover their classrooms. And um, some schools are gonna have a curriculum budget. We try to keep that at a low cost. We keep it at cost. So it, it ends up being $1 per card per student. And if they have that in their curriculum budget, that's fine. But we also will uh, will provide the service of matchmaking to find a sponsor to pay for the program if, if they're not able to afford it. So then we send them the cards and that can be you know, how they implement. It can be anything from simply handing out the cards to students, bringing in veterans to hand out the cards to students. Um, or you can, you can ratchet up from there and have people, uh, give, have students give reports or, you know, make it very simple on them and say, find three facts about this person that are not in their online bio. Uh, you can lead students into doing some historical research. Or you could have them submit family members uh, or people that they know that didn't make it home. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that educators could put this into practice. We provide the tools for that. 
Okay. Now you also have supported causes that, uh, veteran focused, not-for-profit organizations. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we have all sorts of not-for-profits that we support, um, with, with a portion of proceeds. So one of those is Honor Flight. I just got an email yesterday from Honor Flight saying, Hey, we have a battle of the bulge survivor, battle of the bulge veteran who would like to go on the honor flight with his, uh, with his daughter, she cannot afford it. Will you guys cover the cost? And so the answer is absolutely. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff we do. So, uh, honor flight, there's, um, heroes for healthcare, which helps find opportunities in healthcare for ex service members. Um, tunnels, the towers is a partner Vet Tix is a partner. Uh, Craig could probably rattle off some more off top here. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Folds of Honor is one that we have as well. And we actually ha are doing a partnership with them. Um, our May card pack is going to have 13 instead of our usual 12. And that's going to be the Folds of Honor uh, card pack. Uh, and, and the way it works is if, um, if you become a Hero Cards Club member, you get uh, an annual membership and you get 12 new cards sent to you each month. Um, and then a portion of that membership fee, you can designate, um, that going to one of our supported causes. And it's not any veteran supported or, or veteran oriented cause, but it's the ones that we have on our website. We have partnerships with them and we've vetted them and we know that that donation is being put to good use. So if, for instance, you, you love Tunnel to Towers or Folds of Honor, you can sign up for a membership and then designate them to get that portion of the membership. And, okay. and I, I think the reason we, we wanted to do that is, uh, we didn't want to be a, uh, nonprofit ourselves, uh, at the start, because we didn't want to be running around raising money. We really wanted to get these stories put together and out there. There's so many very worthwhile, veteran oriented, uh, organizations out there. We want to be a catalyst to provide them with some funding. Yeah, no, that makes a, a lot of sense. Oh, Steven, do you have anything more? Well, uh, I'm ranking my brain. I, I think you guys were answering a lot of questions before I even had a chance to get it out of my mouth. I mean, you were quite thorough. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for covering the podcast, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, spread the word. On a personal level, please, please, please spread the word. I uh, want to get this the Grateful Nation project in particular out there. So, Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Dale and Craig, for joining us today. This is going to go out as a bonus episode, probably within the next few days by itself. So, uh, Stephen, if you want to take us out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to the U.S. Navy History Podcast. If you guys want to get involved with our community, we have a link to the Discord down below in the show notes. If you want to reach out to us by email, you can reach out to us with usnavyhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Assuming Twitter is still around by the time this episode releases, usnhistory at usnhistorypod. And then, guys, if you could just repeat that website name one last time for anybody who wants to get involved. It's herocards.us. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for, Thanks for joining us. U.S. Naval History Podcast, departing. Mm -hmm.